this will be a two-parter. It'll start with uh, Kevin Smith and Clerks, and then we'll get into Kingsman. Um, I was shocked to know that you didn't see Clerks 2 from how you were talking about King- <laughs> or Kevin Smith <laughs> since that's, well, that's the first film I ever saw of his. Um, cool. I figure we'll go in each part. We'll start with, like, how do we find this film or this filmmaker and then we'll get into more. But I'll start so you can get some time to be like, where did I see Kevin Smith for the first time? Yeah. Kind of deal. Well, that was, that was Clerks 1. So Clerks I haven't seen one? the first one. It's just not the second one. Nice. That, yeah. uh, I hope Kevin Smith never hears that, but now I understand why he didn't see Clerks 2. I don't like Clerks 1 very much. And now, good, oh. goodbye, everybody <laughs> who likes Kevin Smith. I'm so sorry. Um, hey, honesty is... <laughs> I do need to see it a second time, but I love Clerks too, and I think there would be a there would have been less of a chance of me looking for Clerks two if I had seen Clerks one. Anyway, okay. Um, I saw Clerks two because I was mo- working in a movie theater, and at the time, so I saw it free, and they had these huge banners, and you saw like. Silent Bob and Jay and uh, Rosario Dawson and Clerks 2 and hers said open for business and it was like a pretty like looking trying to appeal to that 18 year old market and I was I probably was like she is beautiful and also that's hilarious open for business (laughs) Um, so I checked it out fell in love with the movie it's still my favorite Kevin Smith movie, but then when I moved to California a few years later, I remember um, getting obsessed with two things in terms of movies. One was missing the original Star Wars trilogy, so I ordered Blu-rays of that. I had seen them all on VHS, um, and I didn't know they had special editions later, so I literally popped it in saw that first horrible CGI creature, and I was like, oh, it's defective. Send it back to Amazon. (laughs) This doesn't work. (laughs) But then the other uh, thing that I got obsessed with was Kevin Smith. I literally bought every like DVD, Blu-ray, his stand-up specials at the time, went through everything, Um, And since I was in California, he had a couple podcasts that he filmed publicly. Uh, My favorite place to go was Universal City Walk, and he would film at the then John Lovitz Comedy Club with Ralph Garman doing Hollywood Babylon. To add a little more color, I worked in an adult film store and midnights while I was out there. And for some reason, me and one of the coworkers were like, we could make an adult shop online. We didn't. We sold nothing. (laughs) We tried. We sold nothing. But the first time I went there, I think, uh, I was, of course, first in line hours early. And Ralph Garman, his co-host, was obsessed with reality television. And if you're listening on audio, I did very obnoxious quotes. Uh, so like Octomom, um, whoever in Kate plus eight, I don't remember the guy's name and, um, oh shit, my contact. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, I had an eye exam this morning and they filled my eyes with stinging liquid. <laughs> I saw your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I have um, glasses. <laughs> um, and then Kevin Smith is was obsessed with movies, of course. So I literally was in the front row right in the middle and I used to do stand-up for fun there. But I went and then like halfway through the podcast and there's some episode, nice. I forget which episode, in like 2012 where at a certain point they're just like, why is the front row giving us porn? Because I literally threw up a copy of the Octomom porn and the Dark Knight Rises porn to Kevin, which was very creatively titled The Dark Knight Rises. Nothing yes. else. It's literally just that. It didn't say The Dark Knight Rises, the porn parody. It just said The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I don't know how they didn't get sued. Brilliant. But that was my first interaction. And then in that same area, they were filming a Hulu show called Spoilers. And the way you got tickets wasn't like a screening where you first come, first serve or anything. It was like a lottery. And I never won. But every time I knew an episode was coming, I would show up in the line with an extra, like a couple slices of pizza. I'd be like, oh, it's my, not my cheat day. I I fucked up. Does anybody want this? Like my buddy's coming with tickets. And eventually (laughs) we'd be sitting out there so long that some kind soul would be like, you know, they're letting us all in and it doesn't look like your buddy's showing up. He's not answering his phone. Just use my extra ticket. No. (laughs) And I got in four times doing that. Every time, I don't know why I thought this was smart, I had my red uh, Amazing Spider-Man t-shirt logo every time Mm -hmm. because I was like, this would be funny to come back with the same shirt. (laughs) So there was good and bad. Bad was the fourth time they were like, hey, man, uh, you keep coming with the same shirt. You got to change your shirt. So I literally they ran to the... They actually said that? They, yeah. they didn't call you on sneaking in. They called you on wearing the same shirt. I don't think they knew that times. I was sneaking in. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, so I literally ran to like the bottom of the hill because on a hill got like a button up, ran back, but they had already seen everyone, so I didn't get in the episode. But I did <coughs> end up in a room essentially alone with Stan Lee and to this day, I did not go up and say hi because I was shy about it, and I regret wow. that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's those moments where you kind of freeze, and you know, until I I, I don't know, it's I don't know why that happens, but it, yeah. it's hindsight. It's like right? I didn't you want to bother him. Years later, yeah. and all of a sudden, you you would be confident now. You wouldn't be shy now, but. And as far as I know, he would have been the most generous, like everything I've heard, he wouldn't have been like, oh, this guy's bugging me. But here's the good thing. Because I had that shirt, the second time I was there, we're in this waiting area waiting to be either waiting. Yeah, waiting to be seated after the movie because they would bring us to the movie, then bring us into the filming area, talk about it with the guest and then talk to the person to Q&A with people, essentially. Um and I'm talking with people after the movie. I forget which movie it is. But then Jason Muse is just like, hey, you were here last week, weren't you? Uh, <laughs> and yes. I got to feel so cool because I literally just walked away up to the stage and talked to him for like half an hour. 
That was actually Amazing. before the movie. Before the movie. Um, okay. That was the second time. And then I had gone back to Hollywood Babylon a few times. But I went back to Chicago. Moved back. <clears throat> and they went on a road show like they're doing now with Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Except for the Jane Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie got there he did a really long story so like i think only two people asked a question before they were like you gotta get out (laughs) she's like oh bummer but then i've gone to i visited back to california and did like oh i asked him on spoilers to back up a little bit the first one i snuck into he had quite he was like any questions anything and i was the first one i was like is rodario dawson gonna be in clerks three this is like 2012, and now uh-huh. they're just about to make it again. And he's like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Yeah, you know." I'm, and he's like, "Uh, Facetime. We're gonna Facetime her in like a joke." And I was like, "Haha!" Fucking time. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> um, but then, you know, odd. Like I would visit back, and I did a Hollywood Babylon. I've seen. I've run into Mark Bernardin, who does a. Uh, who used to do Fat Man on Batman, but now does Fat... They called it Fat Man Beyond. I ran into him at the Infinity War uh, movie marathon, which was 30 hours, and I only found out about it. I thought it was the first time I wouldn't be able to do it, but he talked about it. I think I got the last ticket. Met him. I'm in one of the, like, vlogs about it. Uh, And then a month or two ago, there was a Clerks 3 reading. For the script they're not going to use. And I found out late. And everything was sold out. And I was like, oh, I need to find it. And one guy had a ticket. But I was like, I don't have the money. I might have it tomorrow. So I'm going to respond to him tomorrow. And he was like, oh, I already sold it. I was like, fuck. But he was nice uh. enough to give me a heads up about someone else selling it. Who was selling two tickets. And I was like, hey man, I'll take one ticket. If someone else wants the other one. And then within five minutes, I was like, what if the only other person who contacts him wants two tickets? And I was like, hey, man, I'll take both tickets. Yeah, yes, smart. (laughs) Um, So, but it was so late. It was like a week beforehand that no one could go because everyone has real jobs instead of me, Lyft and Uber. Um, And it worked out perfectly because I forget what holiday it was, but the Monday there was no school. And I don't have my daughter's daughter on Mondays. <clears throat> so I literally drove there, slept in my car the whole way. It was two days. And then saw it and drove back. And it was glorious. And I loved it. And I forgot one thing. I'm going to go grab it. Okay. So this was all a charity event for the place he held auditions for Clerks 1. And they had these signed... By the way, the movie is great. I hope they do like a special feature of a script reading after they make the proper Clerks 3. But Mm. I got Mm -hmm. two of these, which are, I think they only made like a few hundred. No way. But signed by everyone who read it. And uh, there he did another Q&A. I was like, hey, in 2012 I asked you if Rosario Dawson would be in it. um, And you said FaceTime. And no spoilers, but she wasn't very present in the third one. Ah, um, okay. And he's so like, her signature oh. is not on that poster. Oh, she wasn't there for the reading. <laughs> of course not. Um, I think she was filming Zombieland. Uh, but mm. 
No, actually, maybe not. But uh, I was like, did you know back then? He's like, oh, yeah, I said FaceTime because I, like, didn't know. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> and he thought he was going to make that version. Um, but then that all brings us back to one week ago Monday, which was the Chicago showing for the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow. And I know this is going long, but this is, is worth it. This one, I think. Because... I have video of everything except this part of the story. So we did the road show or saw the movie. It was great. And he told us the new plot of Clark's three, like just the synopsis. So I'm going to spoil it here, but it's the synopsis. Basically Clark's three, you know, he had a heart attack, right? Yeah. So Randall's going to have a heart attack and Randall's going to be like, shit, I don't have a kid, I don't have anyone who loves me, or I love them, what am I even doing with my life? And he's going to decide to make a movie in the convenience store, Quick Stop. So he's going to make Clerks. Oh, brilliant. And so many of the stories that he's been telling, like when he would have Jason Mewes, and he'd be like, hey, all right, you, you don't have to act, you'll just be yourself. And Jason Mewes says, why would I say snoochie boochies? Snoochie boochies? He's like, why do you say snoochie boochies? <laughs> like, he didn't come up with that. He was like, you say snoochie boochies? I'm putting that in the script. Uh, <laughs> so there's going to be stuff like that. That's that's essentially the story. And he, I love that. It was like a good 10-minute thing, and we only had 30 minutes because there was a second showing. They added a second showing because uh, the first showing was the first roadshow stop that sold out. It sold out like that. My buddy wow. Gabe was going to go, but he didn't have money until the next day for payday, and it was sold out in like two or three hours. But yeah. I was the next person, and I saw someone holding up a wrap it up sign, and I'm like, so close. Oh, well. But in true Kevin Smith fashion, he just looks at me and goes, hey, man, you're the last question. Better be a good question, because everybody's <laughs> going to be thinking about what you say. And I'm like, I got this. Yes. And I was like, I was like, all right, I got something. But first, I got to say, Clerks 2 meant so much to me as the first one. Meant so much to me that when I found out Clerks 3 script reading was happening, I had to buy someone's ticket they were selling. I bought two tickets, and I drove there myself. And he's like, holy shit, man, from here? From, like, Chicago, you drove that? My daughter wouldn't do that. Can I adopt you? I was like, yes. And I didn't mention it, but I should have mentioned that I slept in my car too. But then I was like, um, okay, so I know that smoking weed for you has been a big thing. Like he smoked weed with Seth Rogen on Zach and Miri make a porno and it changed his life. Okay. That Monday, Chicago was the third place in America to vote to decriminalize magic. Really? That Monday they voted. That is very interesting. Uh, so I said, we just voted to decriminalize magic muffins. I did magic muffins before the movie. Please do muffins next. <laughs> <laughs> you actually... Was... <laughs> yes. Brian, you are brilliant. My hat is so off to you right now. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's on my phone, which is recording. Let me, yeah. Let me see if I and then my iPad's looking to make sure it stays recording, so I don't want to mess this up. But let me find. I'm gonna go to Instagram. 
for the rest of this story. This is the post that I didn't want you to see. Okay. Oh, it's not connected to the internet. All right, I'll just risk it on the iPad. I've been very good at staying clear of that post, by the way. Thank you. All right, so he, he goes to me. He looks at me. He's like, man, what's your name? And I'm like, Brian. He's like, no longer. It is son. <laughs> and I got to And it stopped recording almost right before I started talking. So I, I couldn't find any video. He's like, I got to come. And he gets off stage and comes up to me. And I found this picture wow. of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And so, someone had like a 10 year old jersey they had signed he's like can I come up there and get you a sign he didn't get off the stage for that he got and he wasn't leaving he got off the stage to give me that big beautiful hug um, oh and by the way I had like he held me in the Dark Knight Rises uh, episode of the Hulu thing apparently uh-huh. I'm the thumbnail um, so that was I knew how gen like how good it felt to be held by Kevin Smith <laughs> But he got yes. up and just boom. And luckily I found someone who took a picture of that. And it's my lock screen. I can't show you now because I'm recording on the phone. Yeah, but, yeah. That but, is unreal. So yeah. I'm just going to call you Brian Smith from now on. And I Please hope... Please do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hope Kevin Smith watches this because he'll know how, <laughs> Kevin, how much. If you actually do, I'll watch Clerks 1 again. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> Let me give it another chance. <laughs> it might be like No Country for or no. It might be like uh, There Will Be Blood. I hated There Will Be Blood. My feelings are much more negative towards There Will Be Blood than Clerks One, and now okay. I love There Will Be Blood, Kevin. So just give me a chance okay. to watch it again <laughs> if he actually watches it, which is not. So you've only seen Clerks One once, then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was my. Very, very long ramble about how I got to that. Let me... That was amazing. (laughs) I was like, how would Kevin Smith tell this? As long as possible. (laughs) (laughs) But how about... Natural born storyteller. How about you? How, How did you get introduced to Kevin Smith? And how have you made the biggest mistake of your life in not seeing Clerks 2? Oh, I don't even I don't even know Just how kidding. I made that mistake. I'm kidding about that. <laughs> but, um I saw Clerks one years ago and there's no grand story that goes behind that or around that. Um my brother is an avid Kevin Smith fan and he practically forced me to watch Clerks One and it was it was cool. It was so different than any video I had ever watched up until that point. Like it's still to this day kind of a standalone film right it's got so much style to it that a lot of other um a lot of films lack that that level of character i think you'd be very interested to hear his thoughts about it now like why it was black and white and stuff yeah well the reason i'm curious tell me (laughs) (laughs) well he said that one of one review said it's in black and white as if it's emulating the uh, video of the security cameras. He's like, that's good. I'm going to use that. So he just started saying oh. that as a lie. But, <laughs> but the truth was his uh, DP or whoever was helping him was like, these are fl- fluorescents and they're f- shooting on film. He's like, yeah. Mm. He's like, 
this isn't going to work. Everyone's going to look <coughs> green um, under these fluorescents. Like, well, what can we do? He's like, we got to rent a lighting kit. Uh, he's like, how much is that going to be? $2,000. like, man, I don't have that. And he spent like 20 30 I don't know how much money doing it. He's like, I can't afford a lighting kit too. He's like, well, yeah. we could do black and white. And he's like, I forget what movie. Oh, he was like, Citizen Kane was shot in black and white. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he did that literally for a money reason. And then it helped because it was cheaper than color film. That is so cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> And then everyone loved it a lot more because it was black and white. Well, yeah, it totally adds to the character. <laughs> it totally does. And, you know, that is kind of, it goes hand in hand with the film itself because it's just create, creatively solving a problem. You know, he sidestepped mm-hmm. it, he solved it, he made the film better because of it, and that's just all the part of the creative process. And as somebody who, like, I have this really great memory or several, (laughs) of just sitting down with my family in the basement in front of our old wooden TV and watching Charlie Chaplin. So that, (laughs) yeah. Nice. That kind of, it brings back a little bit of those memories too. Because you're 90 years old. I am. (laughs) I think Facebook used to say it would be like 98 by now. (laughs) Universal health (laughs) care. Yeah. yeah, welcome to Canada. <laughs> um, what have you seen of Kevin Smith? Do you want to like pull up Wikipedia or something and be like, bup, 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 all the things you've seen of his? Or has it just been Clerks 1? I, as far as I know, it's just been Clerks 1. A few others that are uh, that I think are good, but that you may have seen are Chasing Amy, Zach and Miriam Make a Porno, uh, Jay and Town Bob Strike Back, Jersey Girl. Oh yeah, I think I think I saw that. Strike Back. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Reboot is better. Reboot is I it? think is like my second or third favorite. My three favorites are Clerks Two is definitely number one, no matter what, yeah. right nice. now. And then like Zach and Mary make a porno, and uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot are around like second and third because all three of those have okay. like a lot of heart, like a ton of heart. Awesome. Um, while being, as you saw from the Clerks 2 uh, scene that I sent you, being ho- almost morally bankrupt in its humor. <laughs> almost. Almost. It was weird that it was in color. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, in the BTS, he, he filmed, that film starts in black and white and then ends in black and white. And he said, those were the last things he filmed. And he was like, man, if I knew it would look this beautiful, I'd have made the whole thing in black and white. And I, having not known that, and that was my first film, and I love how it was in color, I was like, Mm -hmm. I am glad you did not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just because I really, (laughs) I liked, I loved it how it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I do need to see that. And honestly, I have no idea how that slipped by my radar, especially, like, having such a limited, like, I watched Clerks 1, that Mm -hmm. was... That was so standalone for me, especially not having seen many other, if any, Kevin Smith um, films. Yeah. And how did I not see two? I, I have no idea. Clerks 2 is great. I love it. Unless, uh, unless I watch it now and halfway through, I'm like, yes, I have seen this before. It's just been too many years. You would have, that scene that I sent you, you would have remembered. You yeah, have, you're right. Yeah, you're right. There's no way. All right. So the the reason. So for anyone listening or watching, I 
sent to you the scene about, and I'm just going to bleep this because because I don't know how to say it otherwise. Um, but the I'm saying it, but I'm bleeping it every time I say it. Uh, I'll just bleep the word monkey. Um, <clears throat> but anyone who's seen Clerks Two knows the scene that starts by Randall saying that they were treated like a couple of porch birds. Um and then eventually he says like the N word when they're like that's a racial slur against my he says, no it isn't the N word is except he says it um, so my question was like I have an opinion on this but I'd like someone else's opinion considering a big five and a half minute scene like that considering even like years and years ago when Quentin Tarantino did um, Django Unchained I think it was either mm-hmm. Spike Lee or Spike Jones who was like white people shouldn't say the n-word like he really hates that quentin tarantino ever puts that in his movies because he's white um why do you think no one has ever sneezed the idea of canceling kevin smith because like this was a movie that was like 10 years ago james gunn got fired off guardians of the galaxy volume 3 before he got rehired because of tweets tweet jokes that he made and everyone like just even that scene is like a big opportunity for someone to sink their teeth into and be like you racist piece of white guy wanting to you know why do you think no one's ever thought that or I, I don't I'm guessing you haven't seen a lot of Kevin Smith interviews but no I haven't but I think that that film came out kind of on the cusp of a big like mindset shift that the world is going through, um, especially today. I think if that film came out today, that would be shot right down, especially with social media. I think that would just blow out of proportion and get very, very aggressive. <laughs> um, and to what end, who knows? But I do think that it was, it was timing, but it was also Kevin Smith. I mean, he's well-respected. And I think if anybody can get away with that, um, you know, and a lot comes down to timing too. Maybe um, when it was released, uh, some other films were just taking, or some other, let's say, um, debatable issues were taking place that just kind of overshadowed it. I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate and point out that like those tweets from James Gunn were around the same time, but it became an issue today. And also... Okay. Like, Harvey Weinstein was a big producer on Clerks 2, and uh, almost every movie that Kevin Smith has done, um, mm. besides Jay and Silent, I think Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back, and of course, Clerks 1. But, like, okay, if anyone wanted to, like, everyone was like, Meryl Streep must have known that Harvey Weinstein was this, Kevin Smith must have known that Harvey Weinstein was doing all this bullshit. Um, and, like, it could have been so easy for them to be like, look, he just goes on and has people, white people, say porch and the N-word and all these other slurs and just la-di-da. And um, ignorantly several times. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I remember Chasing Amy has uh, a character who says uh, all, ele- it's played by Jason Lee. And he says, all a lesbian needs is to find a good dick. 
or if I could get good or something, and they would be cured. If for some odd reason, that rings a bell. I don't know why. <laughs> but I say this because in one of his stand-ups or like a Q&A, a woman has a question and she's lesbian and she's like, I, I love your movies, but I disagree with that. Like, what the heck? And he, and he had to defend them. He's like, well, I, I obviously don't believe that. And I figured that because it is in the dumbest character, the dumbest character who ever says that, it's supposed to come off as, like, obviously wrong, obviously not true, that no one should believe this. And yet I remember someone in uh, college, the, my first semester, first week before uh, the movie, before our cl- classes start. I had heard it through the door and I made friends with him later, but he was playing Clerks too, And he had like a thing of like knock and come in or whatever. And apparently an African-American kid came in right before the scene I sent you. Oh, like wow. Like right before and didn't that see anything else. And he's just like, oh no, <laughs> this is going to come off wrong. Oh shit. And the, the, but then the whole scene happened and the kid left. And... Like, I've never seen anyone question why is it okay, and I'll come to my opinion, but I'm wondering Mm -hmm. your perspective. Like, I've never seen anyone question that scene. Like, they question the all a lesbian needs is a good thing. Um, Yeah. Which, I mean, I would guess both are topics people would take issues with, and as Mm -hmm. the movie progresses, he literally tries to take it back. He makes a jersey... And puts tape on it that says "Porch Party for Life," and then really, yeah. And then a, an African American like cop goes, "Porch Party." He's like, "Don't worry, I'm taking it back." But that's the only comment on it. They don't bring it up more. But it doesn't like he doesn't say. But yeah, that's very interesting. I I can't even imagine why. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. So my own, and I don't, I really don't want this to like start people saying cancel Kevin Smith, but my only thesis that I can come to that, because I didn't even think of it till like a week ago, maybe when we were definitely going to be talking about it. But I would tell people that Kevin Smith is so, such a sweet man that whenever he would get in excited about someone's question, he would say, yes, bitch. And if it was a woman, <laughs> You wouldn't care. Like, if I said it, if I said that, if you said something, I was like, yes, bitch. I'd be like, oh, that doesn't sound right right coming from me. (laughs) It just doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't sound right for me to say that. But him, he's so pure at heart and such a cuddly, just good man that you're like, wow, that didn't bother me at all. It's weird. (laughs) Like... Because some... you know where it's coming from, that mm-hmm. intention. Like, you can you can feel it. You can feel intention behind the words. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I'm guessing just from that movie before even, like, me knowing about Kevin Smith is that as soon as Randall says it, every other character has a problem with it. It's not like someone saying, like, uh, pe- people wanting a men's rights activist group. Like mm-hmm. men's rights, uh, white, mm-hmm. white, white rights, uh, that kind of thing. It does. Yeah. It's not like I'm putting this in because I think we should be able to say this. As soon as they say it, everyone has a problem, except for like Wanda Sykes' husband. He's like, 
Doesn't say it to us. And she immediately hits him. <laughs> like, she won't take that. The only other person who's like, maybe it's okay, is like, shut the fuck up. Like, everyone. And then eventually he comes to the realization that she was racist. Like, his grandmother, Randall's it, grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, he he kind of approaches it from both sides. And that could be why people's reactions have been, so to speak, kind of toned down because it was presented in a more balanced way and more like, hey, there's this side of it, but there's this side of it, and, like, where do we stand? And as we move forward, you know, this is a weird concept to just kind of contemplate. Yeah, and it, it is... Like, objectively, it's weird that it continues past that scene where he tries to take it back. <laughs> but, like, the only person he calls one in that whole movie at Port is a white kid. Um, yeah. And, you know, the fact that everyone always has a problem with it. No one gives him a second. Um, and yeah. earlier throughout the movie, there's other less hot topics that people are like you're an idiot like Mm -hmm. you're that's you're just dumb so they like establish it but then no one thinks it's okay no one's on his side he's not even arguing that we should be able to call black people like those names he's like Mm -hmm. no this shouldn't this shouldn't be a bad word anyway yeah, like, <laughs> like he's he, he never argues that the N word shouldn't should be absolved of it. You know, yeah. he's like, yeah, I I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that was just my guess. I wanted to see someone else's perspective, but mm-hmm. I went into that assuming you had seen Clerks too. Yes, and thank you for the death stare coming through the video chat right now. <laughs> I looked right at your camera. <laughs> For everybody listening, Brian's got a good death stare. <laughs> I gotta look. I gotta look back at the screen recording to see if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I will see Clerks too. I will because uh, I have to. I have to put that uh, the context around that one scene. Considering that Jay and Silent Bob reboot is going around, I think most of the movies are cheaper on iTunes or on okay. like DVD. Um, I'll check I, Netflix as well because ours is is uh, different than yours, right. of course, because everything up here is different than yours. <laughs> um, I just bought a DVD of Clerks, Jane Silent Bob reboot, and Chasing Amy, or yeah, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, like one of those ten dollars uh, three movie things. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Clerks one again. <clears throat> Are you? Did you just say that? <laughs> I'm excited to see it again and see if I st- still am whelmed by it. Not- <laughs> whelmed. I think it's going to hit you differently, and I think you should see it again. Definitely. I am excited for Clerks Three, and I hope it's all. I hope there's yeah. color. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I think it's going to tie it all in very well. Nice. Um. But yeah. All of it being the 50% that I've seen so far. <laughs> <coughs> it should be really good. I'm, I'm going to get opening night tickets. and uh, Or probably, let's be real, the road show. They'll probably do another yeah. road show. Awesome. The Jane Silent Bob reboot road show has been averaging bet- <coughs> better per, th- per theater revenue than Avengers Endgame. 
Wow, really? As in, like, if it's in... If Avengers Endgame was in a thousand theaters and made $25,000 per screen, but mm-hmm. but uh, Reboot Roadshow was in ten theaters and made $30,000 per screen, that's yeah, okay. per theater, probably because of the Roadshow. Um, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'll take it. Yeah. But, uh... You see Kevin Smith in person in the future, and you have to get a shirt printed for you that says, I love you, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to try to... I know they did it for uh, Reboot, but I'm going to try to somehow be on that set of Clerks 3, if possible. I hope they film during the summer. Then there might be be a chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But uh, anything else for you? Do you want to say anything else more about Kevin Smith? No, except for I'm sorry that I haven't seen more of his work. (laughs) Start, I'm sorry. <laughs> just start with Clerks 2 and Zack and Mary make a porno, so. Yeah, okay. I'll watch those two. Those two have a lot of heart. And okay. you'll also see Jason Mewes in Full Frontal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll start there. <laughs> you pervert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, um... <laughs> Cool, so then we'll get into Kingsman in a little bit, but I want to ask, have you seen any movies lately? I know you've been do- going through a lot of uh, uh, rehab recently, mm-hmm. like something happened. Are you okay? Uh, not, it's just a continuation of the entire process that I've been going through over the last eight years. So um, it just like, well, last like four years really, just the rehab process for the neck and the back and the head and... Um, it's just taking it like up a level every single time I need to. Um, so yeah, that's good. But it's, it's always the roller coaster, right? Have you seen any movies lately? Um, I have actually, we just watched, um, Ant-Man last night. The first one or the second one? The first one I had seen. No, um, it was the first one, but we had seen Ant-Man and the Wasp before that oh so you did my clerk's route you saw the sequel first i did yeah. nice <laughs> yeah. yeah let's see the it one with the woman in together. the title <laughs> 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 like which which meal would i like one with a, a male lead or one with a male and female lead hmm <laughs> this is a hmm. tough choice <laughs> what do you think of Ant-Man? What did you think it of Ant-Man, especially after seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp first? Um, it, actually, I think it was one of those uh, situations where seeing the second one um, first, I, I didn't lose anything. You know, it was a good standalone movie. Yeah. And when I went back and saw Ant-Man, it tied everything together, but that was standalone as well, obviously, because it's the first one. And so it laid the groundwork for the second one. Um, so it, yeah, no, it did bring it all together quite well. Have you seen Captain America Civil War? No, I haven't. That's the other movie with Ant-Man, and it might still be on Netflix. Okay. Highly recommended. That's my favorite Marvel movie so far. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, The Deadpools, I am a very big fan of. Uh, MCU movie, should I say. Although I still like Captain America Civil War before Deadpool. Okay. Um, yeah. A little more, but I do like Deadpool. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll, af- the day after reboot Roadshow, I saw Zombieland 2, which also has Rosario Dawson. And she cameoed in uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot while shooting Zombieland 2. Like okay. She came in for like a day, a half day. Nice. To do a part. Um, yeah. Have you seen the first Zombieland? I haven't. I am adamantly opposed to zombie movies because don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> okay. This I is am the most sensitive. I've worked out in weeks. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, I can't do horror movies. They just sit wrong with me and that's like for weeks. It's, a, it's I, a comedy. I won't, I won't, I won't sleep after like watching. I can't watch the trailers for zombie or for horror movies. So zombies freak me right out. I can't do it. And I'm not, <laughs> Ashamed to admit that anymore because it's just who I am. The Zombieland <laughs> movies are comedies. I know. I just found oh this out. God. But just because of zombie, like I'm not gonna. You gotta. You should. <laughs> I know. Just well, watch the trailer. The point... Well, go- Craig wants to see it. Yeah. So we're we're gonna see it. Is the I... second one out yet? Yeah, it's in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to see the first one, and then I will let you know if we're going to see the second one. <laughs> nice. No, it's if a I great. If I can't sleep that you... night, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to keep you up. <laughs> if you just watch the trailer, you'll get the vibe perfectly. Okay. Or watch the trailer, I guess, for the second one, because I don't know how they marketed the first one, but that second one they marketed it just perfect. Okay. But yeah, it's a comedy. You'll be you'll be fine. <laughs> it's less horrifying than Shaun of the Dead, and that's like okay, that's the one I have seen. Shaun of the Dead, and that yeah. was still too creepy for me because it just yeah, that one are freaky. Let's that one plays with that. the trope a lot more. This one is yeah. or in actually being good at the horror. This one doesn't care about that. It's just okay. Yeah, they get they get real. Uh, fun with killing zombies it's not they're okay. not actually scared of them okay. essentially okay yeah okay i'll give it a shot and i can only think of one scene where like a character's scared of a zombie in the first mm-hmm. one and the second one doesn't have that not at all no okay yeah. i might make it through <laughs> if you don't come back and then cry on camera It'll be. <laughs> I will. We're gonna have we're gonna have a zombie podcast episode. I'm inviting myself back on your show. Nice. Um, <laughs> Did you know that Vancouver, BC, where I grew up, they actually have a yearly zombie walk. I did not know that. Where people go downtown. Pardon? I did not know that. No, they do. I don't know if that's a normal thing for a city or if that's just like unique to Vancouver. But um, my brother did it once. What is it? Um, it? People dress up in tattered, raggedy clothing and have some, in some cases, very epic makeup. And they just put this dead look on their face and hang their head. And they saunter slowly through the city. I think... Starting in the subway. I think we've had... We didn't have something like that one year, but I think they had a kind of like zombie tag game where a bunch of like half the people were zombies and half the people weren't and they had to try to get from one side of the city to another without getting like tagged by a zombie that's amazing take the zombies out of that and just like have a massive citywide game of tag i think they've had that but 
That's amazing. I want to organize that. My city's too small. <laughs> <laughs> it might go easier. All right, so I just moved into my new place like a week, two ago, and my most proud memorabilia of Kingsman is still in my storage unit. Uh, but I did find this. This is the trade paperback. Awesome. Um, and so, and we're going to get into that, so I'll quickly... This is a much quicker story, but I'll say <laughs> how I got into Kingsman, which was yeah. there's a filmmaker from Russia, I think, called Tamir Bink something. Uh, he did two uh, movies in a non-English language. I'm saying that because I really don't want to mess up even more. I may have already messed up that he was Russian. Um, <laughs> called Night Watch and Day Watch which are really fascinating movies. But then he did his first English language movie was Wanted with Angelina Jolie, Morgan Freeman, and James McAvoy. And he's always said that that's kind of his third Night Watch movie. And so I saw that because I saw Night Watch and Day Watch when blockbuster still existed and they had this thing where for $30 a month you could rent two films and just keep coming back and exchanging them so I literally watched like six movies in a day nice um, <laughs> yeah I could have been doing something with my life <laughs> hey but this I, is what you're passionate about but I was like wanted let's go it's same filmmaker let's do it it looked crazy and it was great also I had Chris Pratt in a small part where he gets his teeth knocked out by James McAvoy <laughs> It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. But I f- focus on that because it was based on a comic book, kind of. That script was developed alongside the comic book uh, Wanted by a guy named Mark Miller, who also wrote the uh, Civil War comic book that Captain America Civil War was based on. Okay. So he also wrote a comic book called Kick-Ass, which got adapted by the director of Stardust and his writing partner. So I was like, kick-ass, let's do this. I was in college, I think, and I saw it like a couple weeks later. I was like, wanted, same thing, cool beans. And then I cried in the theater of kick-ass. Yeah, and I think I may have cried twice, but spoilers, if you haven't seen kick-ass, the... uh, Nick Cage plays a character named Big Daddy and he dies in the third act and I scrolled okay. through Wikipedia to see like the back like the production notes I was like oh trivia and the one thing that popped out of the summary was Big Daddy dies I was like fuck you the uh. one sentence but I still want to get a kick ass tattoo one day but then that director and writing team didn't come back for kick ass 2 but they did do Kingsman they uh, did uh, X-Men First Class, and then they dropped out of Days of Future Past to do Kingsman. Okay. And it looked like another kick-ass movie in terms of tone. So I was super excited. I was so excited I bought out a row of seats for me and my friends to go see it. It was coming out the same weekend as Fifty Shades of Grey, which I still haven't seen. Uh, and I was That's like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I'm seeing Kingsman like that. Um, yeah. And then I found out like a week before that there were a bunch of screenings. All of them were filled except for like one in Connecticut and one in Colorado, I think, or something. Both were 14 hours away. And I called up my buddy Christian and I'm like, hey, Christian, do you want to 
uh, drive 14 hours to see a free screening of <laughs> Kingsman? And he's like... You're so hardcore. I love it. And he was like, no, Brian, we're not doing that. I was like, yeah, you're right. No. But then I went to my local office, Max, where they knew me because I would print out stuff. And they essentially helped me Photoshop the address for the Chicago location on the pass. No So way. I got a Connecticut one, but changed the address to look as close as possible and went. And they were taking the passes without scanning them. I was so ready to be like, I don't know why it's oh. not scanning. Look, it looks just like it. They did not do that. I saw it early. I think I was the only one excited. Everyone else was just looking for a free movie. I was like, no, nah, you don't understand. This is going to be fucking great. You, you don't yeah. really know. And I loved it. And then... And I was like, yes, it will be great. I'm not returning tickets. Um, but then I found out about another screening. And I was like, I'm doing this again. But that second place, then they were scanning it. And the design looked different. Because I still used my original design. It had like this extra barcode or something. Uh. Luckily, the guy in front of me like knew some other people in the line. And there was a woman coming who he did not like who had passes, but, like, would skip the line to be with him to get in, to improve her chances. She was running late. He's like, hey, if she shows up, I'm saying you're with me, okay? Because he just didn't want to sit next to her. I was like, yeah, okay, man. Uh, Like, you could see I got my own passes, but let's just use yours so she doesn't ask, like, why are you both using passes? I thought you said he was with you. Um, So I got in that time with his pass. And as soon as we're in the theater, he's like, all right, see you later. (laughs) Um, Perfect. You've got horseshoes up your butt. (laughs) And then um, for Kingsman 2, they did this limited... They've always done, like, product tie-ins or whatever, but they had this limited, I think, a little more than 2,000 bottles of this 25-year-old single malt official Kingsman scotch. No way. And each bottle new was like $800, but you could only get it resold. So it was like $1,000. And I hunted. I hunted for it. They also had a Statesman's uh, bourbon, which was $60. But I hunted for it. It was almost my birthday, too, I remember. Because I asked a friend of mine who's a lawyer downtown. I was like, do you have a liquor guy (laughs) Because I want this. And I went to like a Binnie's. I went online everywhere. And he, he got back to me. He was like, hey, I found one online. It's expensive, though. I can't buy you that for your birthday. I was like, I didn't want you to buy it for my birthday. I just need the hook up. I just need to find it. Um, uh, but then I found one online for like $900. And I got okay. it before the movie came out. Wicked. Um, and... And then I got two, this time I didn't have to forge it, but I got two passes, so I saw Kingsman 2 twice before the movie came out again. Oh, awesome. And then saw it opening day. Uh, And then like two weeks after the movie came out, a Binnie's that I had been searching for that bottle called me and they're like, hey man, we found uh, one of the bottles. Do you still want it? I was like, oh. I don't have the money for that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know what? Let me call you back on Friday. And if I call you back, yes. And then I didn't call them back Friday. Because I just had to be responsible. But then like four (laughs) months, four months later, 
some other guy calls like, hey, uh, I was just calling because we had like your name on this bottle in the back. Do you still want it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I literally have videos of me like unboxing it. But I have these two gorgeous like green boxes that like open up and have like this engraved signature, which is like a fake signature, but all it's yeah. all Kingsman. I'm like, I have two out of a little over 2,000 numbered bottles of this official oh. Kingsman scotch single malt that I have not opened. And there's some okay, in my storage Okay, this is the question. Unit. Are you going to? Are you going to drink this? I might drink one if it's a special occasion or like if I if I can meet Matthew Vaughn and be like, here's my bottles. Sign or if please. you have... Yeah, really. <laughs> and yeah. let's let's or, drink or a little bit on camera. Kevin Smith over to your living room. That might be to too. watch Clerks together. <laughs> if it, I I could totally see myself opening one for like special interviews and be like, we're gonna have no 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 not that much of a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, special glasses too. You got to get special s- shot glasses for that. I, They're rock I've, glasses. Essentially, I've had them for like two, three years and not opened them, and I don't, I have no solid plans to. But yeah. it's one yeah. of those situations you're going to know when the time is right. Yeah, I did buy a bottle of the Statesman bourbon or a couple of them and opened one of nice. those. Yeah, yeah, because sixty dollars is a lot easier to swallow than a thousand. Is it ever? That's drinkable. <laughs> I like a good bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, if you can find it, I'm sure you could still find it. They said they wouldn't mm-hmm. stop doing it. Like, apparently that's just going to be a staple. I haven't looked, though, in years. Okay. Well, um, there's one place in town that, um, they carry a lot of unique liquors and stuff like that. So I could look there, and if they don't have it, they could probably get it. Yeah. If they can't, then I might not be able to get it in Canada. <laughs> Canada prices might be $200 for our $60. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> plus like $100 in liquor fees and taxes. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot up here. But yeah, I, pro- I also promised myself I would get my Kingsman tattoos before the next Kingsman movie. And like mm-hmm. six months ago or a year ago, he announced... The director and co-writer announced that they would be making a Kingsman prequel called Kingsman The Great Game. It's now renamed to The King's Man. That's coming out in February. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and... Okay, uh, super excited. A Kingsman 3, a Statesman spinoff, and an eight-episode TV show. No way. Yeah, which got me really excited. So I'm getting a Kingsman logo here and then like a reversed so i can see it correctly in a mirror quote of mm-hmm. the uh true no something like true nobility is not being uh superior to your fellow man it's being superior to your former self i love that yeah and maybe the kingsman logo somewhere here yeah but that's wicked. yeah and okay. originally the king's man was supposed to come out like this december and i was like this is a prequel these movies make half as much as Deadpool, and Disney just bought them. They're not going to give sh- a shit about these peanuts. Uh, or I was afraid they wouldn't give a shit about the peanuts, but then the King's Man still got greenlit. I was like, yes. But then I was like, oh, shit, it's going to be in like December Star Wars. It's going to get crushed. Fuck. And then they were like, we're yeah. moving it back two months. I was like, yay. <laughs> Yeah, because nothing's happening around that, right? That's when the first Deadpool released in February. And the first and second Kingsman, I believe, 
Well, definitely the first one, released in like February, and okay. it did well. So I was like, it might survive. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> I'm literally going to use all my AMC A list uh, tickets to watch The King's <laughs> Man. I'm just going to be like, it's going to have four hundred yeah. more dollars because of my subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited for that. And the third one, um, have they announced when that's coming out yet? No, but there, apparently okay. there's a script. Taron Egerton, the main character, the actor who plays Eggsy, said there is a script. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> but uh, how did you get, uh, how did you come across Kingsman? Your brother again? No, not my, a lot comes from my brother, 90% of my music choices, but, <laughs> and movies, clearly. Um, it, just give me one sec. The sun is moving. I see it. <laughs> Got a lot of white face going on. Hey, it's Melissa without white face. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> um, it, so, Kingsman was literally just, um sitting down and Netflixing one night and it was the choice that my boyfriend and I made and um, it actually came around I think I watched the first one are you talking about Craig? yeah Craig are you engaged or married now? no oh never mind I call him interchangeably hubby and boyfriend because of that, but it's been it's been eleven years. Come on. I, I thought you were say I at first I thought you were literally just saying I call him interchangeably. <laughs> and I was like, a fucking weird word to call him. <laughs> Us and our weird relationships up here. <laughs> so yeah, it came around at a time where I was working like eighteen hours a day, pretty much seven days a week because Damn. I was studying for my um, I was working on three certifications, uh, two nutrition and one for personal training. And I was working at the time and trying to improve my fitness at the time, going to the gym every day. So it was just like I was exhausted. So a movie to me at that point was a really special thing. It was a huge escape. And we just had a night off and we chose Kingsman and I freaking fell in love with nice. it. <laughs> Yeah, I and love it, everything about that that film. I assume it was the Secret Service. Yeah, yeah. Oops, it thought I said Siri. <laughs> um, and you said you have seen Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Yes. Yeah, right. we watched that not too long ago. We both really enjoyed that too. Yes. All right. So to lead into this next part, what did you mm-hmm. think of near the end of Secret Service where? Princess Tildy says, if you save the world, we can do it in the apple. What? <laughs> Did it cut out or something? No. You remember at the end where she's like, uh, let me out. She's like, if I let you out, can I get a kiss? I never kissed a princess. She says, uh, if you let me out, I'll give you a lot more than a kiss. And then the... Samuel Jackson comes out and is like, we're going to kill you. He's like, sorry, i got to go save the world. And she just stops him and says, if you save the world, we can do it in the actual. Literally? <laughs> yeah. And then How he literally comes. That? At the end, he goes back with a bottle of champagne and like Mark Strong sees his glasses literally look down at her uh, bare bottom <laughs> before he's like, oh. <laughs> and that was a big thing like that a lot of people were like, what the fuck is this? Why were you... 
what a weird thing, dude. And he was like, uh, every Bond film was like, made puns about how uh, Bond had sex with the woman. And he was like, I felt like we felt like it would be giving the woman her agency to be the one to suggest it. But everyone I still hated it. I feel like we're talking it. about a completely different movie right now. I, how did I miss that? Uh, I was probably asleep. <laughs> um, what's the plot of Kingsman to you? Let's figure out if we are talking. About. No, it's it's the same one. I just I can't. I I, I don't remember that part at all. All right, so then, well, that was going to lead into the second one anyway, because that was the big thing. People were like, that was weird, dude. And he's like, eh. Yeah. Like, no, I thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> but then the second one, what did you think about how, do you remember the scene at the music festival where they have to put a tracker on the bad guy's girlfriend? Yeah. Through the mucous membrane? Yeah. Your eyes are telling me that you don't remember it. No, I totally I'm scared don't. That I'm scared for the next question. <laughs> All right. What, how, how did they put the tracker on her? You didn't Sex. remember the... Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> you said you didn't remember that other thing. I'm like, fuck, I'm just... <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there was a bit... That was like the biggest thing that people didn't like about like another oh that's weird thing that people didn't like but you said you loved everything really? about it why why did you, why were you as a woman specifically okay with it because i know why i'm okay with it ultimately well i i didn't question it really i mean the the debate it's there goofy and sh- yeah like Channing yeah, Tatum like literally the, the spits on that, <laughs> like he had his strong relationship, right? And that really tested that. And I thought that, that was where the debate lay, lied, and not like, not that. I didn't even, I didn't even bat an eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, a lot of people were like, you couldn't track her some other way, and the reason. Like, it could have been easy just to put, like, a pin in her coat and been like, well, now we know where she is, but... But it was different. Yeah. I, That's what makes it different. Like, you can pit a, put a pin in the in on a coat or, like, slip something into a pocket or a purse. You do that in every single spy movie. So why yeah. would you do that in yet another? Yeah. It's just... For me, if they did that, it wouldn't have really changed anything or really done anything. But by doing this, it did a lot of things for me, or for the story. It first showed, reinforced that Whiskey was kind of gross. Because he goes up, he's like, when are you on? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed that, so, and I just rewatched it again today to remind myself. So it is fresh. He's like, I just assume someone with your charisma must be somebody. And she's just like, oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> Follow my finger. What are we? What are we doing? Swiping to the left. You don't have Tinder in America. <laughs> and like, there, there's things throughout the movie, like uh, ginger ale. Uh, Halle Berry saying every time she was up to be a statesman, whiskey would vote no. 
another like big move when he after he gets brought back from his gunshot wound he's immediately like kind of a woman like hey baby want to go back to my room my i got a six pack and i'm like my roommate might be there but we won't be too loud and it's like he's kind of gross kind of hinting that he would be an antagonist um and then it definitely makes eggsy uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable like he mm-hmm. tries to get out of the situation by saying I'm busting for a pee and she goes you could pee on me he's just like <laughs> <laughs> like that makes him uncomfortable he calls <laughs> which twists like the tension between him and Tildy um, yeah. that puts uh, yeah that twists that him actually being physical with the and he he almost backs out completely until he sees yeah. that she's definitely uh, golden circle. He's like, this might she is part of it, and this might be the only way. Um, and then after, as soon as the tracker's in, he's like, bye. He's done. Mm-hmm. And you know, presumably he only with his finger. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. That's what I took from it. <laughs> and then it seeds conflict later where the bad guy with the metal arm can get pissed that his girlfriend cheated on him and then blow up the place with the cure which puts another wrench in their whole plan yeah um and interestingly enough that when you see that big uh excessive shot of his hand going down uh Taron Egerton personally wasn't he was like i get it this is kingsman but i'm kind of like i don't want to do this so that's her husband her real life husband's hand that comes in really yeah like he was like is there another like <laughs> what can we do what can we do that's not me doing this i don't want to i don't want to um <laughs> Uh, but like people like um, Beyond the Trailer didn't like it, and I actually met her at VidCon a couple of years ago. I was like, "Hey, he he wasn't comfortable with that," and I was trying to like lead into like, "Maybe it's not a big deal." And she's like, "Yeah, he was even uncomfortable." It's like, ah, nah, there's no changing anybody's mind. Everyone can have their own <laughs> opinion. It's cool, but like, it's especially. Re- a ridiculous thing because it's like hey we're somehow gonna put this nano thing in your bloodstream and it'll give us perfect audio <laughs> not just <laughs> gps but perfect audio <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but that was personally mine i wanted to get someone else's opinion of that because it was such a big yeah. like that was the main thing everyone was like what oh and also matthew vaughn always co-writes with Jane Goldman, or at least he has on okay. Kick-Ass, uh, X-Men First Class, and the first Kingsman, two Kingsman movies. Not mm-hmm. this prequel for some reason, but like, he said that he'll come with like really crazy ideas and she'll either be like, cool, or she'll be like, that's too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that got it. Like literally every scene seems to be doing like five different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I was like, but it does so many things. It makes it awkward for him. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's where I think the beauty lies. Because look at where Eggsy came from. He had that rougher past. But this really goes to show that he's refined himself. He stepped into himself. And 
like he is a morally upstanding individual and he became he fully stepped into the role of kingsman like he is that now yeah and he like he used to do like he stole that car to be a but then he didn't kill a cat like he could have ran they and then he didn't tell on his friends when the cops were trying to do it so he had something yeah yeah, Some and things, he couldn't kill then, his dog in training, right? Yep, but then this just brought him to 11. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. I didn't even realize it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I've i slowly started to like accept some that is not perfect. Like I've been like on the Kingsman 2 is so great for a long time. And then now I'm like, all right, maybe like that second dog didn't need to be part of the third act. It goes a little long having watched it 30 times, (laughs) (laughs) but like a lot of people were like, man, this is a piece of shit. And I liked the first one. And I was like, what? I don't regret buying these $2,000 $2,000 worth of alcohol. <laughs> Based on that. And I got yeah. more skin in the game than you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, literally pretty soon when you're getting your... Ah, <laughs> See? That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, cool. no, if I were to pick one, um, the first one I think is a little bit near and dear to my heart because... A, it was my introduction to Kingsman as it was to everyone's, right? Mm. Um, And it was just so eloquent and it's amazing. Like I said in that that, um, Instagram message that I sent you, like it's just, it's beautiful. It's Mm. beautifully done. And the second one is too, but the first one is just, it hit home. (laughs) Yeah, like, like I do recognize that the second one is messier. He even said that his first cut was like a, a, a very watchable three hours, 40 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, I want that version. But he's like, unless we do CGI on proper, we're not releasing that. And it was like, <sighs> okay, but if, you know, feel free to do that in like 10 years. I would um, watch that. But like, the second one, like Julianne Moore being isolated is a little weird. It's not as fun as Samuel Jackson since she can't interact with them. And then Channing Tatum's like work schedule changed mid filming, so he suddenly oh. had to not be very available. And early, early, someone was like, "Hey, we hear that you have an electric whip." And he's like, "How'd you know that?" Like before he even filmed. So I think he was gonna be whiskey. He oh, was okay. gonna end up being whiskey, but then his schedule changed. So they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And for me, it's messy now, but. If they show up in like three, or if they in their statesman spinoff, then it'll, looking back, it'll feel a lot easier, I think, for that. But then other people are like, "Why do you have Halle Berry and why do you have Jeff Bridges?" But they're not doing a lot. And I was like, "Why did they have Michael Caine in a seat the whole fucking first movie?" Like, just relax. It's like Batman. You didn't think about it in Batman Begins. Michael Caine makes whatever part he plays. Yeah. Like, let's just put that out there. But it's and like... That's what makes it great. I mean, they... Yeah, the storyline is wicked. Yeah. And the filming is wicked. Everything is wicked. But the cast is also, like, full on in that movie. Yeah. In both of them. And they also said, like, they overuse uh, Elton John, which I get. But they always use him for something. Like... Yeah. 
It was a little overused with him. I get it. Whatever. Looking yeah. into the camera when he kicks him is a little excessive, but... And he, yeah. he said, this is my first sequel. I totally get how people could go overboard. I did. <laughs> um, uh, but, like, complaining that Jeff Bridges or... Like, after John Wick 3, did you mm-hmm. see that? Yeah, I did. After that with Halle Berry, if they don't have uh, Ginger Ale, or I guess she's Whiskey now, uh-huh. if they don't have her do some crazy action, then they fucked up. Yes. Definitely. Yes. And while I was sore that Roxy got killed in the beginning, I'm like, just bring her back in the third one. Have her have her have a burned face. Have her be in like an all women group. Like I don't know, like the suffragettes. Like mm-hmm. just an all women secret group. Have her be like, I thought you were dead when I went back to Kingsman and it was it was done, but then I and then I was saved by, or I found, but then I found out you just went off without me. <laughs> so, fuck you. So I didn't get yeah. back in contact. And I'm in this badass <laughs> women's group. And we're not the the suffragette men, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and I don't know. If, if she doesn't come back in the third, I was like, yeah, that's a missed opportunity. You didn't know what the fuck yeah. to do with her, so you just killed her. Or, it's yeah. still it still was used as like an emotional thing, like they were sad that their teammates left, but bring Roxy mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Just like Han and Fast and Furious. Just bring it back with a burned face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um You said that people are complaining about Jeff Bridges. What uh They were just like, Why do you have Jeff Bridges if you're not gonna use him? And I'm like, It's a sequel Why that everyone not? loved. What are you talking about? You want Do you some... not want to see a movie where every cast member is like is dope as fuck. Like, yeah, he can yeah, be cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and I didn't even realize until, like, the behind the scenes, but he talks about how his whole character is, like, a, a, an addict who's in control kind of deal. So everything. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, but he'll, like, smell a cigar or he'll take whiskey and then, like, or tequila and, like, mm. spit it out or, like, take tequila and put it on his, like... Uh, where his mustache would be just so he can smell it. Like, he always, like, dances too close to the fire without getting burned. And I was like, that's a cool, that's a really cool detail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just didn't, like, I get the Channing Tatum thing because he suddenly is just in a freezer for the rest of the movie. But everything else is, like, cool. Like, just Mm -hmm. be cool. Just wait. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I think so too I think it's a freaking cool movie yeah. both of them that's all I had to really say about it yeah they're they're just they're fucking classy <laughs> <laughs> and honestly I've enjoyed them and like the Mission Impossible movies a lot more than the Bond movies lately like I love mm. Casino Royale okay but I even uh, Skyfall I was kind of underwhelmed at the like the third act where it's all like home alone. I was like, <laughs> "Man, we started out with a six-minute action sequence on a train with a bulldozer." That and, was epic. And then the movie ended with knife throw, and they're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that's weird." <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; I love that whole that whole group of movies. 
the it's, Daniel Craig Bonds. All I of them? All of them. Oh, man, them, I, yeah. I did not like Quantum Solace, and I hated Spectre. I'm excited for the really? new one. Spectre was the most boring. <sighs> I'm sorry to upset you. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's especially, like, the last two Mission Impossible movies that have really made me bored of it because like okay my one critique with skyfall was it's kind of ended on a whimper like it it started with this big huge thing and then it ended on mm. a whimper and then rogue nation mm. did the same thing but didn't end on a whimper it started mm. with like this big hanging on the side of a plane sequence yeah which was this big like it was the poster and it was real uh and then it ended with everyone running around like alleyways and it, and it was dope. Yeah. They did a great job with it. It and, was phenomenal. And then uh, Sam Mendes came back after Skyfall and did Spectre, and I was so disappointed with that and so bored with it that when um, Christopher McQuarrie came back for the next Mission Impossible movie, first time a director came back in Mission Impossible, I was like, no, you're going to fuck it up. Rogue Nation was great. You're going <laughs> to fuck it up. No. And then I saw Fallout, and I was like, it's even better. I, it is. It was fantastic. Oh, nice. Opening day to Fallout tattoos. And by the way, since I mentioned James Gunn, I have a rehired yeah. James Gunn tattoo. Bef- wow. Before he got rehired. Um, <laughs> uh, which I didn't think was going to happen. But yeah. now Christopher McQuarrie is coming back for the next two. Anyway, uh, it's really Fallout and Rogue Nation that have especially uh, made me disappointed with the last couple Bond movies because like fuck you all the criticisms I had for Skyfall they did it but good how did they do it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope this next one's great I'm also but if it's not I'm excited for the uh, next Bond because they already cast it if you saw Captain Marvel it was uh, her best friend the African American fighter female fighter pilot I don't remember if I saw that. I don't think so. I, well, I'm actually pretty sure I didn't. <laughs> well, she is going to be the next Bond. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. But yeah. That's very cool. When's that coming out? I don't know. Sometime after okay. this last Daniel Craig one. And I love Daniel Craig. Okay. He's my favorite Bond. But I Mine only, too, yeah. But I only like Casino Royale. <laughs> 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 is he has it been decided if he's doing one more bond after Spectre? They already filmed it. They did it with did they? um okay. uh who's the director of Yesterday and Sunshine? I'm remembering his and he also did 21 Days Later. Oh, I don't know. Let me look this up really quick. I am bad with producers and directors. No worries. I don't know any producers <laughs> either. It was directed by Danny Danny Boyle. He did Sunshine. Okay. Yeah. But he's a he's a great director of many, many different things that you wouldn't expect. But yeah. Cool. Hopefully it goes out on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. And I, I, I was really excited because they also had the woman from um, Mission Possible Ghost Protocol, Sophia. She, uh, she was in... Spectre. She was his presumably wife who's going, or, you know, he went off to marry her and retire or whatever. It's not a good sign that you don't remember. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't recall. Basically, the Bond girl of Spectre. She was the uh, assassin in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, she killed uh, Josh Holloway, the guy from Lost in the beginning okay. of Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Paula, oh. Paula Patton kicked her out of the Burj Khalifa. The what? The Burj Khalifa, the tall, the really tall building in um, Abu, Abu Dhabi? Oh, okay. I, I may have gotten that wrong. But the one where Tom Cruise is on the outside of the building, and then you also saw in Furious 7 where they drove the car between two buildings, I think. I have not seen Furious 7. That may not have been out of the Burj Khalifa. But yeah. <laughs> Woo. Cool. How long have we been filming? This is great. I don't know. And one, an hour 20. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. That's well, I, awesome. I don't know if I have anything else to add, but do you? I'm going to try and get myself my hands on some bourbon. <laughs> nice. Statesman, do it. Record yourself yeah. doing it. <laughs> uh, That's happening. All right. Well, before we wrap up, where can people find you? And this will sound, sound negative, but why do they want to find you? How do I say that? <laughs> <laughs> i am i i'm on instagram a lot um i'm at colona gal um if you google colona canada it's a how do you spell place. that for people that not in colona e-l-o-w-n-a-g-a-l and uh you can find me there i am I Instagram story almost every day. <laughs> I have a little bit on YouTube. Um, I'm just getting ready to launch my dream at Real Igniting Your Inner Coach podcast. That's coming up very soon. Um, I have the first few episodes uh, recorded already. Um, so yeah, that's going to be on YouTube and uh, hopefully iTunes as well. So uh, you can find me anywhere there. Basically, if you love movies as much as me, you probably have a very unhealthy lifestyle. So you need some health. <laughs> <laughs> balance <laughs> so yeah i um i do a lot of mindset work um i'm a trained nutrition coach but um i love the emotional and nitty-gritty side of why we eat the way we, that we do why we live the way that we do and i'm getting ready to deep dive really uh really quick here into the spiritual side of things as well to nice. round out yeah what makes us human and why we're here and um kind of lift the veil behind positivity and the law of attraction and all that movement that's happening. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cool beans. Well, just to wrap everything up, Kelowna gal on Instagram and, uh, is it also Kelowna gal on YouTube? No. Um, Melissa Lynn Sharp is probably the best way to find me, but if you get lost and you can't find me anywhere else, dreamitreal.ca is nice. the easiest way. <laughs> so everyone knows you're Canadian. Everyone, I know. <laughs> Between Brilliant. the .ca and the plaid. <laughs> yes. And then uh, if you want more movie stuff, move, at Movies Are Dope on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat maybe? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Twitter, YouTube, and on Reddit, someone had that for some reason. 
so it's movies are dope so dope because <laughs> i didn't want to put a number i like or it. uh link tree link tr.ee forward slash movies are dope cool beans wicked thank you so much for having me on <laughs> are you kidding me thank you this is awesome <laughs> Jeez, no we went, problem we went so long it was great I know. We're going to have a, a zombie episode, too. Yeah, this is going to take me a month to edit. Cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. beans. And sipping water is apparently the appropriate way to go. Just a big swig of water in the mic. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> or whiskey. <laughs> yes! All right. Yes. We'll, we'll come back and review The King's Man. Watch that trailer. It's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I'll go do that. There's two of them. I have a prediction. There was a... This might be a spoiler, but it's a prediction. Uh, there was BTS for the first Kingsman where Matthew Vaughn was talking about. I was really interested in how World War One. a lot of rich aristocrats had sons die in the war. So I just imagine this big group getting together and be like, the government got us into this war we didn't want to get into. Maybe we'll be better. And now this one is literally has Ray Fiennes, Voldemort... And his son being part of the first group of Kingsmen. And I'm like, his is dying. That's my prediction. Oh, it's my only okay. prediction. Okay. You're only. <laughs> that's a great trailer. We're going to see if you're right. I don't know. That sounds like you might be spot on, actually. That's the only <laughs> one I was like, oh, shit. it is in World War One, <laughs> <laughs> And they are rich. He's like the Dutch of something. Yeah, nice. The Dutch? Well, He's the Duke of something. <laughs> Come on, get your terminology. He's right. the Dutch of something. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> All right, it's cool. one of the times we live in. Nice. All right, I'm going to stop recording and then say goodbye to you. Okay. Does this shit say Wubba Lubba? <laughs>